0: Hey everyone, welcome to the 20% Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Meckes. The 20% Podcast is where I'll bring you tips and tricks from seasoned industry professionals. We're going to share simple and easy to use principles that can not only spark a new interest, but also help you learn new principles that you could implement in your current job today. Whether you're just starting out in your career or you're a seasoned pro yourself, I want to bring a new perspective and shed new light on how others succeed. Like many other kids and even adults, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my career. I went to school for six years and then went into a job that was completely different from my major. Looking back, I really could have benefited from someone else exposing me to some of the different options that I could have done. Now, I wanna give back and be that guidance and ask industry professionals about their current jobs and really shed a light on uh, a variety of topics and potential future careers. I really created this show to give you the listeners 20% of the information that will give you 80% of what you need to know about a certain topic. Today, I have Drew Cohen. He's the Senior Marketing Strategist at SparkBug Media. Drew has a wide variety of experience, awards, and specialties in the field of marketing. He has a ton of experience with early-stage startups, private-owned organizations, healthcare, sports and entertainment industries, as well as even started up some of his own ventures in college as well. Drew gave us an incredible amount of advice from finding an angle that gets you motivated, teaching what he believes to be the top skills of a marketer, as well as even teaching how to get into marketing. I present to you my conversation with Drew Cohen.
1: Thanks very much, Tyler. really looking forward to chatting with you today.
0: I couldn't be more fortunate to have you on the show, and I I just know that this is going to be a great show. Before we get into your current job at Smartbug, I really wanted to take a step back and paint a picture of how you got here and how you got all this ton of experience that led you into this job. So heading into Westchester, did you know that you wanted to get into marketing and really what ultimately sparked that interest for you?
1: Sure, it's a good question. Um, no, I didn't know this is where I'd end up. I didn't know this is what I wanted to do. Um, I was always interested in business. You know, both my parents were entrepreneurs at, at, at one time or another. And so that was embedded in me a bit. However, uh, I was also really interested in, in science and, and health and technology. So um, I actually went into Westchester as a pre-med major. And, um, you know, I had some health struggles growing up and uh, I was interested in kind of giving back, right, and helping others. Um, so I, I was going the pre-med route for a bit and really enjoyed it, met a lot of great people along the way. Um, but I also had this other passion uh, for writing. Uh, I loved to write. I loved sports. So I started writing about sports and ultimately um, started a sports blog. And realistically, that was an outlet for me right and And you know we all had college jobs and we had obviously the work that comes along with college and and studying and tests and all of that. but um, for me, the writing was an outlet, and I really enjoyed kind of going back at night and doing a little bit a little bit of writing and it really took off uh, people started reading uh people started uh, coming back to the blog for more and that was such a unique experience for me that uh, it was, it was eye-opening to digital marketing, right? And look how much traffic I can drive. And right. that experience over the course of a year, building out this website uh, and partnering with local companies and advertisers uh, and learning about affiliate marketing and referral marketing and social media marketing and all of these various aspects, uh, it was a year-long journey for me, but ultimately one that made me really get exposed to marketing and digital marketing more specifically, uh, and ultimately changed my major to marketing. So uh, it was an unconventional route, but it was one that happened organically and, you know, led me to where I thought made the most sense for my career.
0: Interesting. So you, you started off uh, wanting, I didn't even know you wanted to go into healthcare. What did your parents do growing up that caused you to get into, um, to start this real entrepreneurial uh, venture for you?
1: Sure. So uh, both were small business owners, uh, and and honestly, it was uh, you know my father was a I was a healthcare provider, uh, my mom was in the interior design field. Uh, so both of them, you know, unique industries, obviously, but um, you know they were they were bootstrapped, right? They they didn't have business partners and equity partners. You know, they they did it themselves, and and so I I understood all of the the aspects of being an entrepreneur both the pros and the cons. Um, you know, the pros sure obviously being, yes, the pros obviously being you make your own schedule. Um, the cons obviously being, you know, the the buck stops with you, right? You're responsible for keeping the lights on. You're responsible for hiring and firing. You're responsible for, for all of that taxes and paperwork and everything that comes with that. So um, that was always interesting to me. And, and while uh, I did start, my own venture in college and started another venture, a marketing venture, uh, with a, with a good friend of mine and another, um, super talented marketing pro. Uh, he, he, and I started this venture and ultimately met a ton of great people. And, and, and honestly being an entrepreneur, um, while it was a very small endeavor in the grand scheme of things exposed me to some of the things I liked and some of the things I didn't like about being an entrepreneur. And, and ultimately, um, you know, it, it, was, it was great experience because you, you, you find out exactly where you, where you think you should end up and, and where you want to focus. And, um, you know, ultimately, maybe, maybe down the line, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, I end up starting something again. But, um, you know, I think that's great for people to, to get that kind of experience, whether it's a, a small business of you selling a t-shirt online or whether it's a massive company that you end up starting with five or 10 people. Um, it's good experience because you don't know what you don't know.
0: Absolutely. So it sounds like you need to get out there. And, and one of the biggest tips, I guess, here is probably getting out there and actually going to do it to really finding out what your passions are. Is that, is that how you kind of found your way and where you, you are today?
1: A hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I didn't know anything about web design. I didn't know anything about, um, you know, I was always a decent writer, right? But I, I didn't go to school for journalism. Um, you know, I got to college and, and it was a passion of mine. So, you know, you combine a passion with Something that you don't really know much about, but thankfully, you know, we're, we grew up in a generation where there's there's YouTube and there's Lynda.com and there's LinkedIn Learning and there's Udemy and uh, Coursera. I mean, there's tons of tons of knowledge online uh, just waiting to be consumed. Um, so, you know, for me, it was okay. Let's get on YouTube and let's learn a little bit about WordPress and let's learn learn a little bit about blogging and content management systems and search engine optimization and search engine marketing, and really started to just devour some of these concepts. Um, and the good thing is getting started with something like that is relatively inexpensive, right? As a college guy, I mean, I didn't have any money. I'm, you know, it's, it's pizza, it's wings, it's, it's, and it's paying for the blog and it's paying for hosting uh, and it's, you know, paying for materials and a computer and and uh, a new mouse for the laptop. I mean, it's that kind of thing, but it's relatively inexpensive to get started in digital marketing because there is so much educational material online um and we can get into that a bit more but my background especially as someone who is uh using hubspot rather regularly there is obviously the hubspot academy and for people who are interested in digital marketing i mean it's it's free it's free education that you can go out and get exposed to this whether you have a marketing degree or not
0: interesting so you took a passion something that you really love and use that as a vehicle to learn your skills
1: that's it. That's it. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's two things, right? It's taking something that you think you can do every day, right? Because it, working, not, not many of us are going to be fortunate enough to work for five years and sell a business, right? Retire and travel the world. That's, that's just not, it's not what happens for the, for the large majority of us. We're likely going to work 40, 50 plus years of our life and spend more time at work than we do at home with friends and family. So you better like what you do. Um, and at the very least, you better not be miserable with, with what you do. Right. And you know, for me, it was, uh, it was taking something, like you said, that I really enjoyed, and you know, ultimately finding that angle that gets you motivated. So for me, the angle was, I really liked marketing because I fell into it naturally. I, I learned the concepts. I taught a lot of what I know to myself um, based on some of the great material that was out there, and then obviously you get the on the job experience over the years, um, but it was combining that with I get to work now with small medium and enterprise sized companies that uh, that ultimately are trying to now build their business for their employees. so for me, I'm looking to help these businesses because these businesses employ tens, 20, hundreds, thousands of people, right? So I feel like that's my mission. My mission is to help these businesses grow so that the people who work for these companies, right, can continue to prosper. So again, it's, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I'm not creating the next big uh, life-saving cure of something. But my angle and what gets me motivated is that I can help businesses continue to grow so that they can continue to hire right that's my little angle in my head is my small small way of giving back in the grand scheme of things
0: and if you couldn't tell drew is incredibly passionate i don't know about you guys but i feel so pumped to go in and go just go do something go find my passion um think about what i want to do and in uh as another side hustle or side gig and, and really that's kind of you got to take that passion and and really do something about it and this that's what the the nice thing about this podcast is is you know being able to take take some of your experience like drew has and and ultimately do something about it, so that's incredible man i'm thank you I'm speechless i I just want to go go do something here <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you very much
0: um so you took that passion and you took that fire and you started buzz on broad and c g three sixty media groups. Mm-hmm. Um, we know a little bit more about how that came about, but um what did you learn from those ventures
1: yeah, so obviously um you know, Buzz on Broad was more of the sports blog venture that taught me the ins and outs of uh, you know generating web traffic, sustaining web traffic, affiliate marketing, referral marketing, search engine optimization, search engine marketing, social media marketing—all of those components, all the right, That have become marketing. the core concepts of of marketing. Um, and then on the CG three hundred and sixty Media Group side, obviously that was a a venture uh, with a close close friend of mine. Uh, and we we started a, a marketing consulting firm. Now, at the time, being you know in college, about to be done with college, you know we didn't have the chops, right? We didn't have the expertise uh, of being able to go work for all of these companies and gain that on the job experience. But what we did have was the flexibility and the agility uh, that a lot of other marketing consulting companies or marketing agencies for that matter had. So uh, we focused on small and medium businesses at the time, uh, partnering with uh, financial companies, uh, financial advisors, um, financial technology companies. We really focused on that angle uh, first. And then we started to break into a little bit of sports, a little bit of entertainment, um, a little bit of hospitality. But we started with An industry, right? And then we moved on to another industry because a lot of times when you're starting a really small business, right? And we weren't looking for this to be a a full-time opportunity, but what we looked at it as was a way to gain additional experience, right? And work with companies sooner than we otherwise would have been able to by entering the workforce, right? And a full-time gig. So um, it was an unbelievable experience. We met a ton of great people along the way, we got to work with a ton of great clients. And then ultimately, uh, we moved on. We each went to work full-time uh, and uh, used that experience that we gained from that venture. Uh, and it kind of catapulted us to our respective next step. Uh, and it was, it was an awesome experience.
0: Did they take you seriously just starting up in, as a college student?
1: It's a good question. I mean, people think of you what you think of yourself, right? So, um, you know, we didn't look at ourselves as college students. We looked at ourselves as entrepreneurs, right? I, I had an entrepreneurial background. He had an entrepreneurial background. We both worked all through college. It wasn't, you know, wasn't like, um, you know, we just went to school, right? We had other opportunities. So when we went and met and pitched potential clients, it wasn't, a, it wasn't hey, we're, we're looking at this as a side hustle. We're looking at this as a side gig give us a shot. No, it was, we know what we're doing. We're marketing professionals. We've done this. We've been here. Um, and age never really came up. I mean, you, you can't hide it. Um, if, if they want to know, they want to know, but uh, it never came up. It was, you're a business person. I'm a business person. Can we work together and make this a mutually beneficial relationship?
0: So you think self-image and self-appearance, and uh, I hate to say the term fake it before you make it, but really taking that I know what I'm doing. I'm here to help. And, and having that positive self image really, really helped you there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you have to, you have to be, you have to be positive. Um, you have to be confident. Um, you can't, you can't sell something that doesn't exist. Right. I mean, we, we knew what we knew and we didn't claim to be, uh, you know, 40, 50 plus year experienced marketing consultants. But what we did know was how to build traffic, how to build quality websites with a, a, you know, an A plus user experience. um, And we knew how to work with people in a way that made them feel part of the process, right? It was that client experience and client management that we both thought uh, we could really excel at together in that venture. Um, You know, and again, I think they took us seriously because we took it seriously and it it just became something that it worked for us. It worked for them. Um, You know, certainly we weren't charging, New York City agency pricing either, okay. right? You you have to position yourself in a way that is, is taken realistic. Um, but we were in it for more than the, you know, the paycheck from this client. It was about experience, right? And it was about proving to ourselves, but also proving to them that we, we could do this, right? And when we use that to kind of catapult us into to the next step.
0: And even though that that was eight plus years ago that you were starting all of those things, are you still using a lot of those same core concepts and principles in your job today?
1: A hundred percent. I would, I would say, the experience from doing something yourself uh, is going to be completely different than the experience that than th- gaining on the job. Now, both are not one is not more important than the next, but they are incredibly different, and both have uh, uh, unbelievable value. So, in the entrepreneurial ventures, you learn a lot about the financial management side of things and how to stretch a dollar. Right and really make that dollar get the most out of that dollar. On the job, you learn a lot about working with people, right? And the client management and um, peer management, frankly, working with different people from different departments, and you know, obviously the the different factors that go into working in an office environment, whether it's actually on site or or virtual for that matter. I'm a big remote advocate, um, but the, the the lessons and what you learn in those various aspects are are equally valuable, but very, very different. Uh, When we were working on this venture for ourselves, it was a ton of time prospecting, right? It was a ton of time figuring out where did we want to focus our efforts, which industry or which industries. Um, When you go to work for a company, a larger entity, they have those functions in house, right? They yeah, have a, a BDG, who they're right? they, exactly. Is. They know all of that. So you kind of, you skip a few steps. Um, and obviously if your role is business development, well, then you're not, you're, you're focused on that aspect. So, um, it's so different, but it was, it's all been immensely helpful.
0: It's so cool that you're able to pick who you want to work with essentially.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it was exactly that, that, we focused on, we wanted to see, we knew that the, there were a few industries that really interested us at the time. So we, we targeted those, right? And we networked and we said, you know, these are our friends or these are our family that have some connections to this industry. Let's, let's use that to break in and let's start some conversations. Um, you know, and some of our clients became our mentors and now those mentors have uh, continued to mentor us through, through the years. And um, it's, been, it's been a real cool journey.
0: I think you must've been reading my mind cause I was going to ask you about networking and some of the relationships that you built even then. Uh, sure. But it still sounds like you're leveraging some of those, uh, those relationships to not only help grow your business now, learn more, but, um, but just overall, it's really cool to be able to see you still um, sucking some of the knowledge out of those individuals as well. Somebody who you were trying to work with initially and maybe make a few bucks off of uh, initially. Now you're able to, uh, to gain some other knowledge from them too.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, some of those relationships from the earliest the earliest years of that venture are, are some of the strongest today. I mean, and it's because um, it was about the relationship. It was never about uh, the, the service that we were providing, right? We, we focused on building the relationship, doing something that benefited the client, that benefited us, right? And obviously if the service was good, the relationship was going to be good. So we focused on obviously providing a plus service and, and hopefully in turn a plus results. But, um, you know, the relationship aspect of it, especially in business, whatever business you go into or whatever you do, um, you know, you treat people right. And, um, you know, that's, it's going to go a long way. So a lot of those relationships today are still mutually beneficial where it's, even if it's just a phone call to check in to see how things are going and it's a, uh, a mentory type of re- relationship, that's great. But some of them have also continued to down the road. Um, can you help my business still? Right. And you still are, are staying connected to see, well, what are you up to these days? Is there anything we can do together? Um, and it's just those touch points, right. Those check-ins to see what each other are, are up to, um, and see if there's any, you know, any business that can be done together.
0: So you put a huge emphasis on, on relationships. Do you think, um, the service, um, ha- providing that a plus service was a- had the ability to build that relationship or do you think the relationship came from the service?
1: It's a good question. I mean, I, I think the, if you don't build a relationship, um, uh, you're not going to have the opportunity to provide service. Right, so you have to you have to be real, right? You have to be authentic, and you have to you have to be be honest with people. You have to say this is what I'm good at. This is what I might not be great at. But if you have questions about that, I will dig in and I will find you those answers. Right? Um, even in my business now, uh, the clients that I'm working with, if they have a question that 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 myself or or my team doesn't know, hey, we don't know that, but we're gonna get back to you. We're gonna dig in. We're gonna find out. We're gonna get all the answers. Um, we have folks here who might know the answers. And if they don't, we're going to talk to our partners who might know the answers and we're going to find the answer for you. The bottom line is don't always your back, right? We don't, you don't have to have all of the answers. That's, that's, no one is looking for someone to have all of the answers the majority of the time. Uh, But what they are looking for is, is honesty. Um, So I, I think it starts with the relationship up front, just being honest and real and authentic and saying, I'm going to tell you what I know. I'm going to tell you things that I don't know if you're asking about those. Um, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to work this, we're going to work through this together. So, um, I think it starts with the relationship.
0: Interesting. And you, it sounds like you bring the team atmosphere with that too. So that's, that's absolutely incredible and no need to be uh, modest here, Drew. You have a ton of wealth and knowledge of all around all business. Like you just previously mentioned here, um, with this eight plus years of experience and I don't want to go, um, skim over your other experience too, too much, because we started pretty strong with with the entrepreneurial stuff and, and kind of jumping in further. But over these eight years, what would you say the two to three top skills or traits would be that would make up a great marketer?
1: Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a marketing technology piece called Martech, right? That uh, is critical, especially today, right? When we're talking about inbound marketing, right? There's inbound marketing, there's outbound marketing. Those are the two big buckets that a lot of us uh, work on. Now, um, you know, with smart bug, we're focused on the those, inbound
0: side. Those both are.
1: Sure. So on the inbound side, it's about, uh, providing essentially providing answers to the questions that people are asking without having to dial out essentially. So, um, you know, if, if I'm working with a client in healthcare, Um, a lot of inbound marketing core principles are focused on developing content, whether it's blogging, whether it's eBooks, white papers, guides, fact sheets, uh, interactive assessment tools, building that content, right. And having it ready to go for when people are looking for that content, whether it be through a search engine, uh, whether it be through an interaction with an account executive, whether it be at a trade show, right. It's about building that content. So it's there and allowing people to convert through that content right so that's the inbound methodology the outbound methodology is more your traditional sales methodology right It's you have a a prospect list you're dialing out um you're sending cold emails it's a different experience whereas inbound is is meeting the customer or meeting the prospect where they are right and helping them get through their individual buyer's journey working through the you know the different stages the awareness stage where they're first becoming aware of your product, the consideration stage, right? Where they're now considering their options, right? They have identified the issue and now they're considering the different ways to solve it. Uh, and then there's the decision stage where they say, well, which solution is the best or which vendor is the best, right? So helping them through that process, as opposed to dialing out or emailing out um, it's a different methodology. There's just, there's still a, a time and place for both. Um, but that's really, uh, the differences. And so I think MarTech, going back to your question, MarTech is critical because you have to understand all of the different pieces of technology that you have at your disposal, right? So, um, you know, for a marketer, a lot of times you're going to have a marketing automation tool, which may or may not have an email marketing solution built into it. So if we're talking about Marketo or HubSpot, these are robust tools, um, Some may also include the ability to host your website or your blog um, and have a built-in CMS feature. So MarTech is a very general term, but it houses a lot. So you have to understand technology, right? You can't just understand the principles. You have to understand the technology, which pieces of technology might fit the bill for the project or the client that you're working on. So I think MarTech is one. The second uh, is you have to understand content, I think. Especially as a marketer who's going to be, you know, content is general, right? Content doesn't mean you have to be the best writer, but you have to be creative enough to be able to identify either a piece of content that should be created or content in the, in the more traditional sense of I'm interacting with you, I'm sending you an email, right? That's content also. It's a different type of content, right. but it's content nonetheless. Uh, so I think you have to, you have to be content savvy. That does not mean you have to be an expert writer. You don't need to be a journalist. You don't need to be a copy editor. Um, But you have to be content savvy. And I think the third piece um, is you have to be honest, like I mentioned. Um, You have to be honest about what you know and what you don't know. Because marketing, just like a lot of other industries, is changing so fast. Um, The rules around SEO, the rules around web design, the, uh, the tools that we have at our disposal on the marketing automation side are changing so fast it's nearly impossible for everyone to know everything. So you have to be honest about what you know, what you know and you have to be honest about what you don't know. Um, and you have to be constantly learning. So I think those are the three big, three big areas.
0: So you don't have to be professional and you just have to go out there um, and just start doing it essentially as we were talking about before.
1: That's it. Yep, you have to, uh, you have to just get in there. You have to get in there. And, and luckily uh, in marketing, there are so many tools that you can just get in there and try. Uh, whether it's a free trial of a marketing automation tool, whether it's a free design tool, whether it's uh, just starting out your own WordPress site and and blogging for fun, so you become aware of the back end of WordPress and you start to get exposed to what a CMS is and why they chose uh, or why what PHP is and what the relationship is from that coding language to WordPress, and maybe you want to change a color on your homepage, and now you start to get into HTML or CSS and you want to change the padding between an image, right? That all, then all of a sudden you're starting to become a well-rounded marketer because you don't just know the concepts, but you also know how to make a tweak if you need to make a tweak. Right. And maybe your web developer or web designer isn't available this day. Um, well, it'd be really nice if you knew how to get in there yourself and make that, make that simple change. Uh, and those are the things over the years that you start to pick up um, and you really start to become well-rounded. Uh, and something that used to take five hours because it needed to touch five different desks can now take two or three hours.
0: So you could add web designer and coder to your uh, resume as well.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't quite go that far. Uh, but I would say, uh, you know, you, you know, just enough, you know, just enough to have a, an educated, informed conversation. Um, and, and like I mentioned, um, We're lucky, especially here at SmartBug, we have tons of talented people that specialize in these different areas, right? So we have web developers and and we have backend engineers and we have designers and user experience specialists. Um, They are the real talent in those areas. Uh, But there are times when something as simple as moving an image, something as simple as changing the padding around an image or changing the font color or the the weight of the font those are all things that if we don't have to bother the web development team with those more simple requests, um, you know, we try not to. Um, and a lot of times it's, it saves, it's, it helps in two areas, right? It doesn't take those folks off of a project that they're currently working on. And it also gets this specific task done quicker, right? Because we don't need to then pass that on. So, um, you know, we absolutely pick up things about code over the years because we're exposed to it. You pick up things about design. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's helpful to facilitate and navigate conversations with clients and vendors and partners, uh, when you, when you have that more well-rounded knowledge of those different various aspects.
0: And you could speak to those different things better as well. Exactly. It it seems like two, um, it just seems like, um, it's not just about marketing about what you're doing. You're learning that variety of skills and you're building all of those tools and all of the, I guess, all the tools that you could put in your tool belt to utilize. So it's really cool to hear that um, you're not only just doing marketing, you're, you're doing something that you love, but by doing that, you're learning so many other tools that maybe you didn't know that you loved before. And maybe that could be another pivot into the future. But the bottom line is, it seems like you don't know that until you actually do it.
1: You're right. And, and one of the great things about marketing uh, and for folks out there who are interested in going into marketing, one of the reasons I really like it is because it's always something new. So it's not just marketing, right? In order, you know, let's say that you owned a, um, you know, a local flower shop, right? Um, it's not just about marketing anymore. I have to learn the ins and outs of what it takes to sell flowers and what it takes to run a flower shop. And what the pros and cons are of the different approaches of marketing one way versus another for a flower shop. And in working with a flower shop owner, I need to dig into what has worked and what hasn't worked. And what people are searching for when they're trying to identify a good flower shop. And does delivery mean uh, a major improvement for business, right? These are all things that I have to become, um, Knowledgeable about flower shops, and it's any single business that I've worked with whether it be a giant Fortune 500 software company down to a flower shop. On um, you have to dig in and you have to become knowledgeable about that business, about that industry, about their competitors, right? So it's not just marketing, right? You're learning all of these different businesses and all of these different concepts. And that's really cool, right? That's where the incredibly fun part comes in because you have no choice. If you're going to build a successful marketing plan and implement a marketing plan for these businesses, you have to learn the business. Um, You know, we have clients that are in manufacturing. We have clients that are in hospitality, are in software. They're all over the place, right? Right. You can't possibly market the same way for each and every one of those. Um, They are vastly different. And the only way we know how to build out a marketing plan with a high degree uh, of success probability is to dig in and learn the business. Figure out what worked, what hasn't worked, what they've tried versus what they haven't tried, what their competitors are doing, what kind of content are their competitors building out. Uh, We look for those gaps. Uh, So a lot of this is you become experts in different industries that you never possibly thought you would be able to um, be exposed to or work in.
0: Interesting. And, and I, I think that one of the biggest tools now that companies are starting to leverage more is, is the use of LinkedIn and other social media platforms. And for those of you who don't know Drew, he is very active on social media. He's always uh, not only promoting SmartBug, but his own clients um, and really building his own personal brand as well. And um, as your big uh, advocate for that, you know, for social media and for brand development, why do you believe it's such an important avenue for folks to be worried about?
1: Yeah, so again, it comes back to relationships, right? So here at SmartBug, we're fully remote. Uh, We've got 80 plus people fully remote. So number one, it's a way to stay engaged with folks, Um, especially with what we're going through, you know, as a global community with a pandemic right now, um, you know, social media provides a great way for people to stay engaged, Um, you know, and specifically on LinkedIn, it's a great way to build those professional relationships. Check in with former coworkers, um, check in with vendors and partners. And um, obviously, if you're in in a sales role to prospect, but it all starts with relationships and being authentic. You know, we all get LinkedIn in-mail and we all get cold calls. Um, So what are you going to do to separate yourself? What are you going to do to differentiate that call? A lot of it comes down to authenticity is in those first five to 10 seconds, do they feel this outreach is authentic? Do they feel that there is a potential relationship to be had here? Um, So one of the reasons I really enjoy LinkedIn is that um, it is a professional community uh, compared to some of the other platforms that are out there. Um, It is built to be the professional social networking community. So um, it's great to stay engaged with, with current clients, current teammates, former teammates, former clients. Um, And it's a great way to build a a personal brand for yourself to, Um, to make sure that your skills are staying sharp so that when you see something come across your newsfeed that you may not be aware of, whether it be a new tool or a new strategy or a new vendor, um, anything, um, it's a way to stay engaged uh, and keep yourself aware of of the current trends.
0: Interesting. And one of the things that uh, being a sales professional myself, I um, sometimes get caught into the dropper trap or if someone sees that I'm a sales professional trying to put mm-hmm. content out onto LinkedIn sure. they think that I'm always trying to sell them something, what's a good way to try to get around that? Is it just being informative? And even though I'm not trying to sell, maybe the sales instinct comes out. How's it, what's a good way of not of trying to provide valuable content, but yeah. not sell?
1: Yeah, it's an awesome question. And, uh, we, we talk about this with clients all the time, uh, specifically in our sales enablement engagements, right? Um, you know, what you're bringing up there is a scenario that is incredibly common. It's hard not to sell when your job is to sell. Uh, mm-hmm. So one of the things that we advise our clients is when, when sales teams are talking to marketing teams, it's what kind of content is going to be beneficial for both teams. What I mean by that is, if we're writing the ultimate guide to flower purchases right, or something along those lines, going back to the flower shop example, right. making sure that that content is able to be distributed by marketing and also by sales because they're, they're distributing it in two different ways. right? Marketing is probably distributing it in a more mass, uh, mass way, whereas sales is distributing it in a more one-to-one way. So that piece of content better feel like it's not being mass distributed to when one, you are sending it to a prospect, right? right. Um, otherwise it loses some of that authenticity. So when we think about sales enablement, it's enabling the sales team to engage with prospects, utilizing content, assets, pieces of technology that feel authentic. So to give you a, an example, um, we've built, Uh, product matchmaker tools for some of our tech clients. And basically what this tool does is analyze, based on the user answering five to 10 questions, analyze which product or products make the most sense for them. Because sometimes it can be overwhelming when you go to a website, you see 10 different products, 10 different services, and you just wanna know which one is right for me. So we built these product matchmaker tools it's been really helpful as a website tool for those who just come to the website and they're browsing around. We've been able to generate engagement and leads from that. Exactly. Exactly. But then on the outbound side, let's say you are emailing a prospect and um, it's a really interesting pitch to be able to say, I'm not trying to sell you on everything, right? Instead, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, um, based on your background, This might be a, might be a fit. It might not be the best way to know. There's a five, a simple five question thing, uh, fill it out. It will let you know. Um, and when you're not trying to sell everything in the kitchen sink and instead trying to sell a really tailored solution, we've seen an approach like that make a difference where you're not making the sale. You're offering the tool to help them educate themselves on what they may or may not need. And now They have been able to be exposed to the product after they've taken the interactive assessment or the product matchmaker tool. They have identified the correct product for their specific need. And now they say, hey, Tyler, let's talk more about solution X or solution Y. So it's about getting creative with the pitch. You have very little time to make an impact on someone, whether it be on the phone. They've, They've decided in the first five or 10 seconds when you call them, they've decided in the first five or 10 seconds when they're reading your email. So you have to put a lot of thought into subject lines, into custom preview text. Those first few lines of the email are what shows up in the custom preview pane, whether you use Gmail, whether you use Outlook, whether you use iCloud. So all of this takes thought. And, and you have people to- are probably
0: opening them on their cell phones these days.
1: You have to make a quick impact. You're exactly right. And thinking about things like, Uh, being careful about putting too many links into an email because you don't want to get caught into a a corporate spam trap, being careful not to overload the email with tons of imagery because it's going to take long to load, or someone may have an image blocker from their corporate email provider, right? So you have to think about this stuff because you have very little time to make an impact. Uh, and you have to make, you have to make sure that if you are lucky enough to get 10 to 15 seconds of someone's time, that we are making an impact and we are getting the message across quickly.
0: Absolutely. There's so many times as a sales professional too where you, you ask somebody, hey, you finally get somebody on the phone after dialing you know, 50, 100, 200 people maybe. Sometimes when somebody gives you a few seconds, you don't know what to say. I've heard so yeah. many people just hang up the phone. What are you doing? This is, right. this is what right. you've been doing it for. So we need you to be freeze. prepared for when we actually get somebody on the phone. You can't be, can't be afraid of it. Right,
1: right. Yes. <laughs> you, you freeze up. I totally get it. I mean, we, we've, all, we've all been there. We've all done that. Uh, and what starts to happen is over time, you have more conversations, right? You're getting less, there's less time between good conversations and engaging conversations. So you start to freeze less and less naturally, because you're just, it's becoming more the norm to have those engaging conversations as opposed to, 20 calls with no engagement. And then the one, right. Um, as you tailor that pitch, as you find, you know, you find your stride as you find what is engaging for different industries, right? What's appealing. Do I focus on this service? Do I focus on this service? And then you start to use, um, uh, some more tools at your disposal to find out, okay, well, this company might be working on this project, or you communicate with a partner or a vendor that you work with to, um, you know, to tackle the sale together, because you realize that their product and your skill set might be the best approach to getting in the door, right? So again, it's about that relationship, you focus on what's going to build that relationship, let it make it might start with the smallest sale. I mean, I don't need to tell you this, but it, it starts with a small sale, you build that relationship. And then all of a sudden, the sale turns into a multi million dollar sale. It's in my field, it's it starts with the the website, and now all of a sudden you're doing the full marketing strategy on a month to month basis. It might start with a small graphic design project and develop into a large enterprise website built out. So, again, it comes down to that relationship. Can you build the trust? Do you have a relationship? Now they trust. Now they trust. Now you trust. It's a mutually beneficial partnership.
0: Absolutely. And, and coming from my perspective too, um, I like to focus, even I tell people, hey, maybe we could just buy, start buying cables from me. Nobody's going to give you their Microsoft licensing assets or a full-on data center refresh right in the first get-go. So building that relationship, starting early, and, and that could be helpful. And I, I think another podcast may be good for uh, the perfect email with Drew Cohen. It sounds like you have some pretty good content around that.
1: Um, sure, yeah. It's a, uh, it seems super simple on the surface, but when you think about on the marketing angle, what goes into an email campaign, you know, who you're sending it to, what are the suppression lists? Making sure to remove opt-outs and all of that stuff. Um, You know, making sure it's not too image-heavy. Preview text, subject line. Should we put emojis or, uh, you know, custom characters in the subject line? And then breaking down the device. uh, What's the device breakdown of your target audience? Are they using mobile phones? Are they opening on desktop? Are they using Outlook or are they using Gmail? And tailoring the email to fit the overwhelming majority majority. of your user preference right so we have some clients where their audiences are overwhelmingly mobile so 85 percent of the emails are being opened on a mobile device we have some that are overwhelmingly desktop so you tailor those emails to the audience Um, and uh, it goes it goes a long way right because if your open rate is low your engagement is go, you're going to have less engagement, right? You have, if, if you don't have as many plate appearances, you're not going to hit as many home runs. So right. you have to make sure you're getting your emails opened, uh, or it's, it's all for nothing.
0: Absolutely. So thinking back to this product matchmaker tool, is there something that I could do right now for my prospects instead of just shooting a blanket? Hey, are you guys interested in buying? And this is how I would never do it, but just as an example, sure. instead of just focusing on one laser target, trying to, to be that curious, hey, I wanted to let you know, we have a variety of products. I'm not sure which one would work, but a lot of customers would benefit from, have benefited from X, Y, and Z.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know I think you, there's, a how, could there's I use, a... how could
0: I use something like that?
1: Sure, sure. I think the concept is something that folks in sales roles can use, right? But you have to be careful because if you're casting too wide of a net, it's kind of like you're spraying and praying emails, right? right? And you're just hoping for a response and it doesn't feel quite as targeted, right? If you email me and you say, I've got 10 different solutions here and I'm not sure which one may work. I might be like, well, are you sending the same email to everyone? Why are you contacting me? Um, so versus you emailing me and say, hey, I noticed that you work for SmartBug. You look like a marketing company. We have this tool or the service that is, has been proven to benefit marketing companies like yourself right that's a different pitch Um, and i like the second one better however if you take that first pitch and you tailor it a bit and say hey i know you're a marketing company um there have been four really successful engagements that we've had with other marketing companies over the past 24 months they have found success with this 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 and this right now you're providing more of that menu of services By still putting in something that's personalized for me. Um, And if you have a product matchmaker tool or some other tool like that, and it doesn't need to necessarily be robust and built out and hosted on the web, it might even be a spreadsheet or a simple Google form or a type form survey or something that or a landing page that shows them your different products or services, but the landing page is tailored and personalized to that specific industry right and that's something that we encourage sales and marketing teams to collaborate on by having these tailored landing page experiences so that when i'm talking to a prospect in hospitality i'm sending them a landing page that speaks to them uses terms they're familiar with that has case studies from that industry right so you can personalize those emails without getting too hyper focused and you can cast a wide net by still being somewhat targeted so it's about finding that that blend
0: absolutely and that that's great. That is so great. If somebody was just trying to get into the marketing field and maybe they're, they're not in it or maybe they're just a high school student or, or, or whatever, Mm -hmm. what would you recommend or where could somebody start?
1: Sure. So, as I mentioned, uh, there's a ton of great resources online, um, but it can be overwhelming, right? If you type in SEO training online, you're, you're going to be inundated with, with material. Um, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you want to go through each and every one. Um, but I think a great place to start is through some of the more trusted vendors um, or the trusted platforms that, that offer some education, uh, like the HubSpot Academy. Um, learning never stops either. I mean, we have our quarterly certification day coming up uh, this week at SmartBug Media, where the entire company shuts down. The entire company shuts down. It's a day full of learning for our team to dig in to continue to learn and ultimately use that knowledge to then benefit our clients. So it doesn't stop. Whether you're in high school, whether you're a professional, it doesn't stop. Um, but a great place to start, um, whether you're a season, whether you're a high school student up to a seasoned professional, the HubSpot Academy is a, is a great place to learn. Um, and there are other platforms out there. Like I mentioned, there's, there's the Marketo platform. Um, you can go on YouTube. Uh, there are tons of great companies, there are company blogs, um, you know, whether it's the Smartbug blog, if you're looking to break into marketing, we're, we publish tons of material um, that is obviously geared towards our target personas and business owners and decision makers. But as someone who's looking to break into the marketing field, that's also education for you, right? If you want to learn the three best ways to send an email for deliverability purposes, it's going to be beneficial to the business owner, sure, but it's also going to be beneficial to that high school or college student who's looking to get into marketing. So mm-hmm. company blogs of marketing companies, marketing agencies, marketing consultants, service providers, marketing technology organizations, those blogs are invaluable. Um, so between places like the HubSpot Academy and company blogs, uh, you, can really, you can really learn a lot uh, and prepare yourself and get certified and have something on your resume. Because one of the most common issues people face, and and I faced it and maybe you faced it, but is getting that first job, right? Because how do you get an entry level job that requires three plus years of experience when you just graduated college? Well, if that's entry level, how are you supposed to start? So what I encourage people is to get professional earlier, right, and what I mean by that is get your certificate. You don't need professional experience to get some certifications, um, you can log into the HubSpot Academy today, consume all of that great material uh, and get inbound certified. And you learn the core principles and you start to practice that on your own. Um, and that could be your break to get in the door somewhere. So I think a lot of times people get scared away. And and uh, when you see that entry level job, it, it, it it's, I've heard that story hundreds of times, um, is how do I get my first job? How do I get an entry-level job if it takes three years? Like, I I don't understand how that adds up. Um, But if you get professional earlier, whether it's a part-time job, whether it's an internship, whether it's studying online and getting that online certification, all of a sudden your CV or your resume becomes a lot more professional a lot earlier Um, and you're less worried about positioning yourself and your your years of experience on the job. Instead, it's showcasing, well, look at all my knowledge and look at my certifications and look at this project that I built for myself. I built my own blog and I write here and um, I've designed this and I've done some work for a local restaurant and um, you get professional earlier.
0: And I think it speaks volumes to your ability to go out and say, I'm actually a go-getter. I -hmm. was just in college or I was just in high school but I took all these initial steps. I right. will do that for your business too. If I don't know something right now, I am going to go out and I'm going to go teach myself and I'm going to go get certified and I will do whatever I need to do to help you, your customers, our customers, and have everybody succeed. So I think that that, besides just the, the job, the, the items that you guys are learning, I think that that's yep. intangible. I wish I had this experience uh, or that advice when I was um, coming up, but that's, that's absolutely incredible. It's obviously Absolutely. no secret. You. It's no secret that you love what you do. Is there anything you don't love about marketing?
1: Yeah, I think there's things about every job and in every industry um, that you know we wish we could change. Or, uh, But I think you come to grips with certain things, right? So for example, in marketing, uh, there's not always a right answer. Um, when people want to grow their web traffic or build a new website, you use the data that you have at your disposal, you do your research, you look, you do competitive analysis, and you make the best decision possible with the data that you have. Uh, but it's not always the right answer. So there's there's not a clear cut answer. And that's, that's regularly. Uh, so if you're someone that requires a clear cut, yes or no, right? This isn't accounting. This isn't accounting and this isn't finance. Two plus two, doesn't always equal four um, in marketing because there is—it's a different world, it's a different industry. That is something that is intriguing for some and not intriguing for others. Um, but sometimes, you know, in a challenging situation, you want that answer, right? You 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 build these relationships with a client, and you want so bad to succeed. You 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 get to know the people at that organization, and they're they're spending a lot of money. Uh, you know, and more times than not, we're able to achieve great success. But there are also times that you've tried everything under the under the sun. Um, you've done the you've done the research, uh, but it, it's it's just not working. Um, and maybe it's time to pivot completely. Uh, and maybe it's time to try something that you never thought you would try, like billboard advertising. So, you know, as an inbound agency, certainly we're focused and and we lean towards the inbound approach. But you can't completely discount or discredit more traditional forms of advertising. It does work. Their billboards wouldn't exist if it didn't drive business for people. It's about finding, does it work for that business? And it goes back to learning that business and learning that industry and seeing what has worked historically and what hasn't worked. So, um, you know, if you require a clear cut answer you know, I'd say accounting is is a is a better route uh, or an industry like that that has a more definitive yes or no or right or wrong or two plus two is four approach uh, because that's not marketing. Uh, marketing is a lot more. Um, you have a lot of different pieces to the puzzle, and you are using all of those pieces to develop the best possible plan of action. Um, and a lot of times, where you start. Is not where you finished. You might start in a month. You have to say, "Oh my goodness, we have to scrap this. We have to pivot. We've got to move the budget around. We've got to switch up the campaign. Nobody's clicking. We need we need to change this." So you have to be agile. And the second thing is, uh, you know, in terms of finding out if this is a career path for you, is are you okay with that level of agility and you know putting all of time this time and research into something and ultimately having to pivot completely away from what you just developed weeks or months or years building or planning, are you going to be able to make that switch and feel okay about it? Um, And a lot of industries are like that, you know, marketing's not, you know, a unicorn in that aspect, but uh, it's something to note and think about when when you're thinking about, you know, is a career or is a profession right for me?
0: Absolutely. And that gets me to another point of uh, besides you being an incredible marketing professional, you also are an incredible father. So when your daughter comes to you down the road looking for some of this advice, what would you tell her for career advice?
1: I would say follow, follow your passions. I know it's cliche, but um, you have to like what you do. And again, it goes back to we spend more time at work with our coworkers and our clients than we probably do with our family in a traditional you know, nine to five or uh, we, you know, whatever your hours may be. So you have to like what you do um, and you also have to be able to see yourself adapting with that industry's changes over the course of 30, 40, 50 years. Um, where marketing is today is not where marketing was eight years ago when I entered the field. Um, it's completely different in the sense that there are tons of new technologies. There what the approaches that used to work then don't work anymore. Uh, And you have to be okay with the evolution of that industry. So you have to really like the core of the industry and not the shiny object in the industry. So the tool that I'm using today for email marketing might not be the tool that I'm using five years from now or five days from now. Things change so fast. So you have to be able to, you have to love the industry for the industry and not some shiny object in the industry or some tool or some aspect of it, or some company that works in the industry, or some partner of your current employer, you have to like the industry, because other factors and other aspects of it will come and go. But the industry will stay the same. So I would say follow your passion, but make sure you like the industry, because the things in that industry will inevitably change.
0: Absolutely. And and the only way that you're going to be able to adapt and grow is through that knowledge of of learning what's what's new and what's to stay on the cutting edge of, of exactly what's going on.
1: Right. You can't, and, and you can't, you can't make money if you don't like, if you don't like the path that you're on, because what's going to happen is you're going to get burned out. You're going to end up uh, not liking what you're doing. You may hop around and you may job hop and um, you have to like what you do because if you like what you do, you're going to be passionate more times than not. If you're passionate about something, you're going to be successful in it um, and the rest will come. Right. Um, so you have to like what you do. And uh, you have to be okay with the core aspects of that profession, the core aspects of that industry, knowing that things are going to change.
0: Absolutely. And and Drew, I could totally, I think everybody listening to this understands how passionate you are and how how much you truly love what you're doing. So thank you so much for bringing that passion. I know SmartBug is incredibly um, fortunate to, to have you. Where could people find you or learn more about SmartBug Media?
1: Sure. So you can go to smartbugmedia.com. Um, that's the, the company website. You can also check out the blog at smartbugmedia.com slash blog. There's a ton of knowledge, whether you're a business owner or whether you're someone looking to get into the marketing field, I think it's equally beneficial. The amount of content that's there um, and the content is robust. It's dynamic. It's in depth. So highly encourage people to check that out. Um, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn um, at linkedin.com slash drew B. Cohen. Um, and uh, we we share we share case studies, we share some stories, we share some tips and tricks on the marketing side. So um, I really appreciate you having me on Tyler, and uh, it was great chatting with you.
0: Drew, I knew this was gonna be great, but I had no idea how much knowledge and in, in uh, how great this how truly amazing this was was gonna be. So thank you so much for your again for your time.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: That wraps up the first episode of the 20% podcast. I hope you guys are as pumped as I am about this conversation. All I could say is, wow. And there's so many incredible takeaways, like I mentioned, from finding the angle that gets you motivated, all the top skills from the, the marketers, as well as even how to get into marketing. And I hope that you guys got as much out of it as I did. I'd like to know what you got out of this episode as well. So please find me on LinkedIn. Again, that is Tyler Mekis. Or send me an email at 20 Questions at gmail.com. You enjoy the show, send it to your friends or, or anyone else that you believe would benefit from listening. I absolutely love your feedback. And really, the only way that the show is going to grow is from sharing and subscribing to the show. So please do that as well. If you know anybody else who'd be interested in the show or you think would be uh, an interesting person to interview, please send that to me as well. Until next time,
1: cheers.